Jacques Howard, I'm on location at Pat's Diner, and I'm with West Ward Councilwoman candidate Robin Vaughn. Robin, thanks for a couple of minutes of your time on this uh, snowy and slushy Sunday morning. Yes, I'm excited to be here, Jacques. And I'm excited to be a candidate for the West Ward of, of for this West Ward City Attorney. Very excited. Now we've had a couple of conversations in person and also on um, over the phone. And you've been very clear about your background here in Trenton, um, how long your family's legacy is. Can you just uh, share a little information about that? Yes. Um, I am a third-generation Trentonian. My parents grew up uh, in East Trenton. Uh, my father in the story neighborhood of Wilbur section. My mother on the east side of um, East Trenton, you know, Mulberry Street. Um, so um, I have, and relatives are still scattered across all the wards in Trenton, you know. Um, so I have a strong history and passion and love for the city that at this juncture in my life, I feel as though it's time for me to uh, give back and, and continue and strengthen that legacy that I've inherited and, uh, and, and I'm proud and grateful to be able to do it. And when you say now is the time, is that a combination of what's happening locally, regionally and nationally in the political scene? Oh, absolutely. Um, and also even in my personal life, you know, I've evolved to the point where that I believe that I'm uh, abled and capable. I, I have developed the skill sets and and educationally as well as professionally to be able to be able to now contribute in a way that I think will be uh, add value and really help my neighbors, my community, my city. And this is what, to me, what my life work is about. At the end of the day, you want to be able to get to a point in life where you can help your family, help your neighbors, and uh, and leave a mark on society. So that's where I'm at. A large portion of your work experience has been in corporate America, working in finance. How do you feel as though that will either help or potentially hinder your candidacy? <laughs> well, firstly, I don't think that will hinder my candidacy. I think that's going to be the backbone of, of my candidacy and what I bring to the table. I think working in uh, corporate America has, has developed me to be the individual professionally and that, that I am. Um, I have developed great quantitative skills, qualitative skills, uh, great region, region, uh, uh, reasoning skills as well, and not to mention just global skills, being able to work with different cultures and different regions, uh, to be able to facilitate you know, um, um, uh, programs and initiatives that impact uh, a, di a diverse set of businesses um, that span across uh, geographic, cultures um, and uh, just all types in, in all levels of business, small, medium, large. Now, from from your professional background in uh, finance, do you see some uh, inconsistencies in how the government in Trenton here is currently run, which is where you feel your expertise in finance may be able to immediately uh, interject some some real world knowledge that's different yeah, than currently being Yeah, I think that used? you know, um, and, and I've worked primarily. I'm a program manager, and, and I, I work primarily in strategic management, corporate strategy, and governance. So I feel so the city of Trenton had. Would definitely um, would definitely need 
some type these type of inputs on how to better govern govern uh, the various agencies and how to come up with a strategic approach to engaging uh, external partners, um, not just you know internal um, to Trenton or in what's in the city. Uh, I would say. Um, a framework, but also expanded into uh, the state, into the government as well, as well as corporate partners as well. So I think that strategic planning is, 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 is pinnacle. And any organization, rather it's a nonprofit organization, a for-profit organization, corporate, Amer you know, corporate corporation, or government. So without a strategic plan and understanding those components uh, and how to govern in that framework is is, 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 is is critical. Okay. Now, do you feel as though uh, your experience in the, the public sector and now uh, the, the private sector with the government, do you think that there's going to be some crossover or do you ex suspect any challenges um, coming trying to merge the two? No, no, I don't think I don't think at all. I think in this day and age, you know, government and corporate America are are, are married. Um, they intersect and they will remain intersected. I think one of the reasons for that. I mean, we saw it in the 2008 uh, uh, financial crisis, and we see it with issues in 2001 as well, when we had, you know, uh, what they what you call, you know, um, after 9/11, when we had a heightened of uh, uh, laws and regulations around um, uh, terrorism and you know and security, so and, and 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 data privacy and all these type of things, right? So between the financial crisis of 2008 and the and the 2001 security issues of homeland security and and uh, tightening our, our borders and etc., I think that government and businesses is forever intertwined. No. And it's very important that we be able to, as officials, uh, managing, rather you're on the corporate side or the government side, I mean on, on the uh, um, public side, that you have to be able to be skillful, to be able to understand the dynamics of each, to be able to navigate effectively, meaning that you got to be able to engage everybody every, and everyone and every resource at every level to move your agenda along and get the job done. You're not going to be able to do it alone. You got to understand all the dynamics associated with it right? okay. to be able to navigate those spaces, to be able to get the resources you need to, you know, to get your your organization um, uh, growing and functionally optimal. Now, when you think about uh, some corporate partners um, currently involved here in the city of Trenton, are there any ones that that stick out in your mind? Uh, Corporate partners. I mean, I, you know, corporate uh, corporations can be small LLCs to you know um, Fortune, you know, 100 companies, right? So um, you know, there we have a rise in here. That right now, I think that you know there are some tax um, adjustments that we can make with them. Uh, you have other newly, you know, medium-sized, you know. You got Starbucks, that publicly traded companies that are here now. Um, we should continue to um, expand on that model. You know, start going out of the you know the boundaries and uh, and start engaging folks that are um, 
that are willing to come in and um, work with us and, and put a stake in the game here in Trenton and invest and help grow with us. Not necessarily to come in and say, you know, I'm here for a short term and I have a, 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 a strategic goal in the medium term and make some money and get out, right? We want partners on the corporate level, uh, Fortune 100 companies, um, and all in between uh, to come in and, and participate in our growth and support us. You're wearing today uh, a beautiful uh, Rutgers uh, scarf, um, Scarlet Knights, of New Jersey's State University, and uh, Rutgers has made a major impact on the, the uh, changes and the development of Camden. Um, Talk about the higher learning institutions that are um, in the area um, here in Trenton and um, who actually you know, are involved in what's happening here in the well, city. Well, I must say, I'm very disappointed that my university, Rutgers University, our state university, has not invested um, in, in the city of Trenton the way it should, on a level that it has in Newark and Camden, right? And of course, you know, our... Um, uh, the, 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 you know, in New Brunswick, Rutgers New Brunswick, which is the um, the uh, the core of the university, right? They're undergraduate institutions, right? So, I what do I attribute that to? Um, again, I think that has to do with leadership. Um, why? I mean, I know uh, Chris Christie, under his realm, had integrated the universities and all of the state colleges throughout, and, and, and graduate schools and medical schools, under the umbrella of Rutgers University, right? So you and DMJ, they integrated all of that, right? That was one of the biggest mergers, one of the biggest mergers of any education institution in the country, right? And that was Rutgers. But not one building went up in in the city of Trenton. Now, um, you, you're clear about your passion for Rutgers, and, uh, and thank you for being candid about that. But um, the institutions that have uh, a stake here in Trenton, Thomas Edison State University, uh, Mercer County Community College, the right. College of New Jersey, Ryder, um, Princeton is often engaged in programming happening here in Trenton as well. Can you just chat about those? Well, I think that, you know, yes, of course. There, there are folks that have, you know, there has been uh, sporadic or random programming that, you know, that they sort of throw us a bone, you know, uh, we're going to do, you know, we got, we, got, we got a small group of young, bright, intelligent kids at Trenton, uh, Trenton High School that we're going to um, track, you know, through graduation, right? But we're, they're going to, you know, target the, the smartest and the brightest and then, <laughs> who knows, 0.01% of that. Um, what I'm talking about is that Princeton writer, you know, if you really want to make a substantive, you know, imprint on the city of China, put a building down here. So, put a building down here. Put a lecture hall down here. So put you put your like bookstore down here. You would like to see some uh, economic or I want to see a tangible investment from these educational institutions that sits in the perimeter on in our townships that that, that surround Trent. Put your put one of your put, put one of your um, uh, educational departments in here. Put put your business school down here. Put put your school of public policy down here. Put the Woodrow Wilson School of you know public policy at, at Princeton down here. You know uh, Mercer County. Put your uh, you know I don't know your uh, technology institute or, or department down here. You know, so put your bookstore down, anything. But, you know, don't say you took 10 kids out of Trent High and, you know, that's a program, that's a partnership. We want to see, you know, your signs up, you know. Put Barnes & Noble's bookstore down in the middle of Trenton and put, 
you know, uh, <laughs> University of Barnes and Nobles, like they did in New Brunswick, right? Barnes and Nobles have a presence, and they have one up in College, New Jersey, right? Uh, you put one down in the city of Trenton and say, you know, this is uh, the College of New Jersey, you know, Barnes and Nobles, Alliance Bookstore, or Rutgers University Bookstore, or, you know. Those are the partnerships, real, tangible, visible presence in, this, in downtown Trenton. Earlier you were talking about... Um, but not to undermine those other efforts. Sure, right? yep. Um, so earlier you were talking about diversity, um, uh, Trenton... You know, has a very diverse population of uh, Latino, Hispanics, or Spanish-speaking citizens from multiple countries. Uh, also, what I like to call the indigenous African American community that's here. A growing number of uh, the African countries also have a representation here in the city as well. And then also our Eastern European and uh, the, we'll say uh, white descendants who are also here as well. How will your efforts, your campaign, or you as uh, Westward uh, Councilwoman, if you win, how would you engage this diverse community that we have? Yeah, I think that all folks should be engaged and have access to all programs um, that the city has to offer, right? I think that... Um, that everybody should benefit, you know, from any type of growth, and we should incorporate all cultures, all economic levels, right? So definitely, I would want to work with um, each group, understanding what their interests are, what they would see, city hall, what type of services they would require, whether it's bilingual education or bilingual. Um, uh, um, um, uh, representatives down at City Hall working, Hills multi, you know, uh, bilingual, multi you know, linguistic, linguistic. So I, um, and I think one of the things, not to throw out an idea, you know, I hate to throw out ideas before I'm even certified or um, have gone into an organization to really spec out the feasibility, but I think it's like, it's not too much to ask in a diverse, uh, in a global, in, with considering globalization to have a, a, uh, a minister or a department that's allocated to uh, developing, you know, culture. And I don't think we have that here in, in the city of China, you know. So um, that's someone who specializes in just that, to be able to go out and understand the histories of different people, different cultures, different ethnicities, and come up with a plan and that address all their, you know, um, um, you know, concerns or, or um, what their uh, vision is for their families, and, you know, so absolutely, uh, I would definitely try to uh, get some type of expertise in-house that would facilitate uh, understanding the diversity of Trenton that it is and getting those folks engaged. Yeah, exactly. Letting them know that we care about them as well and their contribution to the city. Because Trenton has always been diverse. It's just not, you know, the, the, the numbers have increased for different ethnicity groups, but Trenton has always been one of the uh, diverse cities. I mean, we've been around for, uh, I think Trenton's been incorporated back in, I don't know, uh, 17. 1796, yeah, because I know that they have this plan out there that's called the 250th um, uh, master plan, right, that they're, uh, but I don't, I think that even fell through the cracks, 
Well, well I, I can share a little bit of information about that, but I'm glad that you brought up the history. Um, so I, I like to tell folks that. So don't quiz me on it. But oh, I, no, no. But I do uh, know that. Not. And I, the reason why I know that, because, you know, if you go down, you ride down to the bridge here, you see that it says, I think it's 1796. So, and I think we're approaching the 250th anniversary of Trenton um, in 2024. 20, uh, okay. So, so back see, to history. <laughs> well, indeed you should. So, uh, back to the history uh, of, of the city of Trenton. And I, I believe that you're spot on uh, with the cultural diversity and the fact that Trenton's always been a diverse community. You know, spending any time at the old barracks or speaking to uh, some of the nonprofit organizations, the William Trent House, etc., you know, it, it's easy for, for someone here in Trenton to understand that this city has a major impact on the creation of our country and the Revolutionary War, etc. Can you just speak to your understanding of, about the history of Trenton and, and how that uh, reflects to this day? Well, I mean, the good thing is, yes, there's a lot of historic sites that are still in place and have, have been preserved very nicely, right? So, I mean, I grew up in the city of Trenton. I went to Joseph Stokes Memorial School um, that's on uh, Parkside <coughs> Avenue there. Um, then I, my parents moved out to Ewing Township, but then we moved back into the city of Trenton. But, um, but of course, I, growing up in, in and around the city, we had education around the Minutemen and George Washington. I've had numerous trips. I can't even count on my fingers how many times we've gone out to Washington Park and State Park. You know, and uh, rekindled the whole um, Revolutionary War when George Washington crossed the bridge with, with 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 the icy Delaware River, and he had no boots on, and I think that he just had no shoes on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that was factual, but this year, oh yeah. So I understand, um, and the many field trips that we had going to the old the Trenton old barracks and and watching, you know, the the management of those facilities and those institutions. You know, they dressed the Part, you know, and the clothing, it was just amazing. So the battle monument, all of that. So um, and you, when you walk around the city and you see some of these uh, uh, landmarks and you just, some of them are not uh, maintained. Again, that maybe goes back to maybe having a, uh, a cultural historian of sorts, you know, housed in the city hall and making it a, an agency whereby these things are, our cultural assets are preserved. And managed effective. Our museums, our the war, the war memorial building, all that should be a top priority. You know, just like the, the law department or you know, you know, public safety or any other division down there. That should be a department as well. And we don't have that. Why? Well, do I you, don't know. Do you feel as though the the history of the city could be used in a comprehensive marketing plan to help change the perception of the city? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It should be a marketing plan that's out there. you got to hire some professionals to do that. I know we have budget constraints, so maybe that has, I don't know whether it was budget constraints or a lack of innovation or um, not the ability to be put uh, an idea like that forward. But of course we should absolutely have a marketing plan. I think there's a lot of campaigns that Trenton had missed the vote on, right, as far as marketing, that I see other cities have done and have net benefits, right? I mean, I'm disappointed that, that hey, you talk about marketing campaigns around, you know, cultural um, assets. 
um, you know, like the Mill Hill Playhouse. I mean, a lot of things that we can do culturally and arts-wise to get the city, um, to get promotion, to get revenues, right? These are revenue sources as well, right? I mean, people come in, you can charge people to come in to see these landmarks, right? And there's an interest, right? But, you know, but outside of that, you know, you can use marketing for uh, one thing that I'm really focusing on when, when I get in office is to make sure that, and I am going to get in office, I'm going to make sure that I address the crime issue. I'm very disappointed. I got two bullet holes in my face. We'll get, it, we'll right, get so into what, that. The question is, so let me just, let me just segue to the, um, to the uh, cultural thing is that in the campaigning, like we should have, you know, and we haven't used marketing as a, as a strategic tool in the city of Trenton effectively. You know, promoting um, community and marketing is a way to communication, not just to our, our citizens in Trenton, but also to your point over the borders. You know, um, outside. You know, um, I, I, I think we should have an anti anti gun campaign. We should have an anti litter campaign, right? I mean, we should have a. We should. I never see any type of campaigns anywhere in the city of Trenton. I mean, I go up to New York City every day because I work in New York and I do work from home a lot. But um, when I'm traveling to New York City and I and I buy, and I go into Newark, I mean, I entertain myself in Newark as well. Um, you know, they have. I mean, their, their mayor and their cities are running campaigns all the time. Anti-litter campaigns. You got billboards all over the place. You know, uh, you get fined if you litter. Um, anti. Uh, uh, gun campaigns, they got billboards all over the city saying, you know, look, you know, you get caught with a gun and it's not permitted or licensed, you know, you're going to jail for 10 years, you know? Where are those type of campaigns in Trenton? Those are the things that I plan to do when I when I, when I I win this office. That I'm going to make sure that these ideas are put into place, not just even put on the table and talk about I am going to engage every resource. Okay. All right. So, so let's transition and talk um, briefly about what are we doing well here in China, in your opinion? Well, I'm here. So. <laughs> okay. Good one. Good answer. So that's a good one. I'm here. So we're doing a lot well, and, not, and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of uh, citizens who have, you know, um, uh, legacies that have returned to Trenton. You know, I mean, we have beautiful properties in Trenton, and and and, uh, and Glen Afton. And these are, you know, premier uh, residential neighborhoods. We have we have Antonia, we have um, Hillcrest, where I live. You have um, Mill Hill. You know, that's in the North Ward. But um, but uh, we have, and even across Mulberry Street, where my grandmother's house is, although she's in a row home, but even in that neighborhood, in certain areas, have preserved very nicely because of you know um, citizens who have been here you know 30, 40, you know two and three generations, right? So um, what's right about Trenton is that you have citizens that are that love America. It's home. It's home. Trenton is a home, you know. And we are in this, we are centrally located. We're not, I mean, we're the capital city, and there's some downsides to that because we all know about you know history of capital cities throughout the country, right? Um, uh, but we're on the Northeast Corridor, which is a tremendous asset. You know, and, and every real estate, they always tell you real estate 101, you know, the value is location, 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 right? Well, Trenton is located. And you know we're in the Northeast Corridor. We got we're we're we're, we're right on the Amtrak line that takes you to Boston, uh, to, to 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 Stanford, Connecticut, to New York City, to Newark, to Philadelphia, to Washington D.C., Baltimore, the whole bit, right? Mm -hmm. 
And yet, you know, we just have not capitalized on those assets because I think, to your point that you mentioned, and I totally, you know, 100% in agreement, is that, you know, it's just some marketing strategy has to take place. You know, so why haven't we engaged that level of expertise? I don't know. But I plan on putting that forward and getting somebody with some level of expertise around marketing and branding into the city so that folks can highlight these assets and put them out there to the world so folks are, 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 are captivated and, and make, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and are attracted to coming into the city. Can you talk about the faith community um, and to whatever degree that you would like? Um, and I say that and preface it by saying, you know, we have well over a hundred churches that are currently acting. Yes, and I'm going to be speaking to some of them. Okay. So starting with my Reverend uh, Reverend Jackson, out, he's, out, he's out in New Township though, but he's, he's also part of the pastors uh, group here, forum here in the city of Trenton. I'm going to be speaking to them and maybe going out to some of their churches as well if I can get, um, uh, you know, if they're kind enough to allow me to come speak to your congregation, I'll be happy to do it. So I believe faith-based institutions are organizations as well that play a, a key role, a critical role in development and growth of a community and sustaining the community. So, um, so rightfully so, they have to be at the table as well. So when I say to you that I'm going to engage every resource possible, um, faith-based organizations are, are, are in that um, equation. So I believe they, they are one of the few organizations, unlike maybe the city or state or government entity, are, they are first line of defense. Because when people have serious issues related to family, um, uh, health care, health services, they usually turn to their pastor um, and they can provide great insight as to how we plan and what, how we allocate budget and resources. Right? So um, I find them to be a critical partner and not to have them at the table ongoing would be a, uh, would be a detriment. So yes, I, I value those entities. And I have every intention to engage every single church that's in the borders of the West Ward. And also, nothing hinders me from helping all of the city of Trenton, and I plan to do so. I mean, yes, I'm, in, I'm going to council not just for the West Ward. I happen to live there, yes, and I happen to be, that would be one of my uh, areas that I service based on my the definition role, but I plan to help all of the city of Trenton. So any... Any program or, or service that I help heighten in the West Ward, I expect to be rolled out to all parts of the city. Great. Now, um, can we talk about education? Um, you are very open about how important education is and how important it's been to you in your life. Um, can you just share about uh, Trenton's current education system, what your thoughts are about that, and what you would like to see? Well, my thoughts about when I say, I don't know if I said it at the top of the conversation once the uh, phone started rolling, but um, the recorder started rolling, but Trenton is in crisis at all levels. I mean, there's not a agency or department that doesn't need to be addressed or remediated. And the Education of the State Department, the New Jersey State Department of Education, put out its performance report of all its schools. I think it's 2,028 schools, if I'm not correct. Over 2,000 plus schools uh, in, in, in uh, the state of New Jersey. And unfortunately, Trenton is ranked in the last, in the bottom you know, a tier 
I mean the bottom. Our kids are performing in single digits in math and science and truancy. I believe it was like 28 to 38 percent of the kids are not even going, are not even showing up to class. So, so having said that, I'm a product of public education. I'm an advocate of public education. I don't have any children, but if I did, I would. I'm a product of public. All my sisters and brothers are product of public education. Anybody and most folks that I know are product of public education and are done very well in society. Major, major contributors have done extremely well. So, I'm very disappointed that my taxpaying dollars is not providing a level of education that will make Trenton Tony, the youth in my city, you know, contributing contributors to society at a level that they should be. It is criminal. I walk, I walk, I, I look outside of my door. George Kilmer is down the school, uh, down the street from me, and it's the other school, um, Jefferson. These kids walk to school every day. I don't see notepads. I don't see. Uh, I don't see uh, laptops. I don't see anything of that nature. When I go to other communities, playing West Windsor, playing for every kid has a, a, a laptop, little candy bag they're carrying. Issue laptops to every student. I'm, I'm insulted that and hurt, heartbroken that in the city of Trenton, where hey, I, I'm an African American young woman, right, kid. Young woman now, old woman. <laughs> I am, am totally appalled that we're in a city where the majority of the kids are black, are being impacted by a decrepit school system, and not anybody with those numbers. Not, no one is talking about it. I don't see it in the newspapers. No one's talking about it. They can talk about, you know, if there were any other kids, any other population of kids, I think the outrage, first of all, wouldn't happen to any other population of children. Gotcha. I look forward to discussing that a little bit more with you on the next time that we get together. Um, can we talk briefly, specifically, about the West War? Um, some of the, the, the initiatives there in the West War um, that you see. Where you like to implement some ideas, just some thoughts in general about specifically the West Ward. Yeah. So in my community, um, the West Ward, um, we have some of the greatest assets that happen to be, you know, that the greatest assets in the city of Trent happen to be city in the West Ward, mainly the Catwater Park. And one of the things that I will focus on um, is to get Calder Park back to where it should be, thriving, totally revitalized, vibrant, where folks are, you know, engaging or utilizing the park to full capacity, all season, all four seasons, right, and maintain at a level that it should be. And with if Calder Park were to um, return to its its grand the grand park that it is um, that will that leads to every artery in the west Ward. every block in the west Ward would have leaked and in, into Calvary Park the growth in uh, our homes our property values and etc will just 
will come in line with our, our neighbors in Plains, Barrow, uh, Lawrenceville, Oakwell, etc. So, um, also in, in the West Ward, we have one of the, you know, the greatest residential population, homeowner population than in, in any part of the city. So we want to make sure that we are using our these taxpayer dollars and the cities are using them effectively and allocating them to the right places. And of course we want to see them allocated in the West Ward to enhance Calwater Park, but for the use of the whole city. You know, Calwater Park is a is a historic park and it should be treated as such. Right now you go through what Calwater Park is it's a, it's, a, it's they haven't removed the leaves in two seasons, maybe even more. You don't even know what's under there. You don't even want your kids running in that park. You don't even know what's under there, under those leaves. So the West Ward, I think, has a lot of potential in that regard, having these assets residing in its, in its uh, boundaries. Um, and I want to make sure all the assets in the West Ward are optimized and taken care of at a level that they should be. Um, would you like to share anything about um, the? And of course, there are issues around, you know, the lot, the, the level of the rate of the foreclosures, but that's prevalent in all the wards. But of course, our citizens, our, our our residents in the West Wards, you know, we have, you know, my property. I have a house that's next door to me that's on the verge of being vacant as well. You know, it's a, it's, it's owned by an investor. They're not, they don't they don't live in the city. They probably live somewhere in Lakewood. Last time I looked them up. So, um, does that bring my property value down? Of course. I mean, we have had some seedy, shady uh, tenants there. So, I hear this across the ward, you know, that um, someone, I guess, I guess uh, three out of every ten homes uh, are experiencing some vacant property next door to them that um, that they perceive as a challenge or a hindrance or eyesore, and they just want these type of issues addressed. Now, um, you don't have to get into this if you don't want to, but can you just share your thoughts about um, the incumbent council members, um, and you can start specifically with Westward, and if not now, um, we can discuss that at a later time. Um, no. I'm running because I feel that Zachary Chester, who is my who's the incumbent, um, who is currently my representative, someone that I voted for time and time again, has not uh, lived up to my expectations. And 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 and, and from from the conversations that I have um, have engaged in over the past few weeks while campaigning, I'm not the only one who feels that way in our in our in our ward. So um, I think that time is up and change is on the horizon, and he needs to step aside or you know or um, hey put his best foot forward. But I feel so that I'm going to run on change and run on my ideas and what I perceive should be issues that should be addressed and have been, and I'm going to get the job done that he has not been able to get, get it done for for the tenure of his uh, his, uh, his seat. I mean, so, no, Zach Sester has not done his job. Period. And I have told him so. so. Now, uh, we're just about finishing up here. Um, 
Economic development. Economic development is another platform um, that you're interested in. Speaking specifically to the West Ward, can you just share some thoughts about areas that you see a potential for economic development or some things that, that are on your radar about the West Ward and economic development? Well, economic development, redevelopment, um, uh, specifically in the West Ward, um, Restaurant is primarily a residential community, but I do see opportunities for small businesses that used to thrive in the West Ward. You know, from, I, I think that, you know, hey, I should not have to go outside my borders to go to a dry cleaners. Um, many, many years ago, there was a dry cleaner at the end of, in the my street, Stuyvesant Avenue. It's called the New Method Cleaners. Now, and I have to go all the way up to Lawrence Township to get my cleaner, my, get my clothes clean. So, economic development is to make sure that not only you know you bring in corporate, huge corporate uh, Fortune 100 companies like Amazon, or whatever, but it's also to support you know um, small to medium-sized uh, businesses. Uh, so I think that we need to, I will definitely address getting those type of businesses um, opportunities. So I will engage, you know, local community banks and engage the mayor, uh, work with uh, the Housing Economic Development Department, planning division to make sure that there's opportunities like that and, and, and that there's business owners that that give these business owners incentives to open up a dry cleaners, open up, you know, a coffee shop, a bagel, um, a cafe. Um, I have right across the street from me Mr. Young who has had his corner store there, Catwater Corner um, corner store, right across the street from my house for almost 40 years, most of my life. He has educated his kids, sent them to Yale, sent them to the best schools on that on that on that corner there. He has faced many challenges, um, crime, break-ins, but he's still maintained and sustained in, in that community. He lives up in West Windsor, though, but his business is across the street from my home. So there's a lot of opportunities up on Sanhican Drive, um, right there. There's a strip, uh, small little strip business commerce corner there that needs to at one time is thriving small businesses, and you need to get that. I would want to see you get that. You got uh, Hermitage Avenue down there, uh, uh, or Hermitage, there's a little uh, strip mall there that needs to be, maybe get a huge, uh, uh, medium-sized supermarket there as well. It used to be at Acme there, it used to be, so we need to focus on those commercial areas in the West Ward and get those folks some resources. And I will fight to make sure they and I will engage businesses, banks, to make sure these um, commercial areas and the business uh, owners and leases there have opportunity to grow their business. Now, uh, finishing up, um, how can people get in contact with you? Um, what are some of the events that you have coming up in the very near future, etc.? Well, I'm going to be uh, engaging our faith-based organizations. I'm going to be speaking at various at various uh, churches in the um, in, in the West Ward. Um, I'm going to be visiting senior citizen homes as well, uh, uh, and also reaching out to our veteran community to ensure that their services are, are, are adequate and that the city is uh, supporting them. So I'm definitely reaching out to the seniors, not just seniors in the homes, um, in the organized facilities, but also mainly the seniors that are homeowners who still are in their homes and that need some relief as far as tax incentives. So those are the areas that I'm going to be uh, keenly, keenly out 
keenly out engaging. Well, Robert Vaughn, best of luck to you um, on your campaign to win the seat of city councilwoman for the West Ward here in Trenton, yes. Jersey, 2018. Thank you. Thank you very much, and I look forward to speaking to you along the way. Excellent. Along the way. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. This is Jacques Howard on Pat's Diner with West Ward City Councilwoman candidate Robin Vaughn. This is the first of our recorded conversations that will be distributed through Bridge the Vote.